Welcome to the Brush with Brit podcast. I'm your host, Brit, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting journey into the world of dentistry. With a decade of experience in the dental field, I bring a wealth of knowledge and expertise to help guide you on your path. Having spent eight years as a registered dental assistant, followed by three years as a dental hygienist, I've had the privilege of gaining practical experience in both roles. Beyond my clinical practice, I'm passionate about mentorship, guiding others, and advocating for dental hygienists and patients. Through this podcast, my aim is to create a supportive space where you can learn, grow, and relate to the ups and downs of being a dental professional. Whether you're looking to expand your knowledge, enhance your skills, or simply stay up to date with the latest trends in dentistry, you've come to the right place. Together, let's embark on a journey of personal and professional development, empowering you to become the best dental professional you can be. If you are a dental professional and you're interested in creating a social media account that is maybe about dental hygiene or dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, whatever your idea is, this is the episode that you want to start with. I get to speak with my friend Amber Lovatos, who is a social media content creator. She's a public health dental hygienist and a really good friend of mine. This episode sheds light on how we have both gone through our journeys of becoming content creators in addition to being dental professionals. It's really here to inspire you to start your platform, to start building your brand, because ultimately, Ultimately, social media isn't going anywhere, and we really need more dental professionals spreading awareness about the importance of oral systemic health. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Brush with Brit with Amber Lovatos, aka the Latina RDH. It is so hard to stay on time when practicing clinically. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Color Method by Zerk Dental Products. It helps me stay organized, which ultimately leads me to being more efficient, and it saves me time. Color Method is a color coded organizational system that helps in the management and location of instruments and materials in the dental office. If you're thinking, Brit, I don't have time for that or the boss won't let us, Zerk has everything you need to guide you through the process, including clinical coaches that will help you organize your office. To learn more about the color method, visit colormethod.com and enter code Brit for 25% off the silver consulting plan. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your journey and how you got into social social media? Yeah. So I was, I honestly didn't have a social media account. I had one in 2013, like when Instagram opened, I was like, Oh, let me create an account. And then I didn't post. Like I posted every three years, honestly, I post like a picture every three years. And then three years later, I posted another picture, like really no presence. I had like a few like friends who followed me, but I was mostly on Facebook and I didn't know how to work Instagram. People would send me messages, like my friends, and they would like disappear. And I was like, I don't understand. Why did these things disappear? Because stories expire. And I didn't, I had no like understanding of Instagram prior to 2020, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think Britt was making fun of somebody or we're making fun of something like, like, you know, who doesn't know how to do that? And I was like, I didn't know how to do that. Like a few years ago, effort, I didn't know how to work Instagram. Um, yeah, so I started initially a page with my friends in 2020, and I didn't start one alone because I was kind of afraid of posting. I like was I just felt really weird, and I felt like people were going to come after me if I posted stuff. So it just made it easier to start posting with my friends. And so we did that for a little bit, 
I'll say that I learned a lot from doing a page with my friends. I made, we made a lot of mistakes, if I'm being honest. Um, I feel like we did maybe too many giveaways and all our followers were our giveaways. And then we didn't really have an authentic like following of people who like followed us for us. And so then our engagement was really poor. Um, we weren't, we weren't on the early bandwagon to do reels either. We, yeah, we, we, we struggled. Eventually um, that page gave me the experience to decide to do something on my own. And I really wanted to branch off from what we were doing. We were doing like general dental hygiene content and I wanted to do Latina dental hygienist, Spanish content. And that a lot really did not go with our current page. And so I created a new page and I started getting really serious about it. January of 2022, I had a thousand followers, January, 2022. And uh, today we are in January, 2024. So two years later, I have 25,000 followers. Um, my first year was, you know, not a slow growth. It was a consistent growth. I'm very proud of my first year's growth. I went, I was growing 300 followers a month and I was super proud of that. Honestly, at the end I had 5,000 followers and I was, I felt like I felt really good about that. And then I had a viral for me video, not a viral like video, like a viral video, but for me it was viral. And then from January, 2023, I went 5,000 to 10,000 in March. And then in June I had 20,000 followers. So, and then, it, then I, the last few months have been a little slow. I've been slacking, so I've only grown 5,000, but still, I think significant growth for the time that I've been on social media. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you feel that there is room for more dental professionals to create their own social media accounts, or do you think it is saturated and there isn't any more growth? I think there's hardly any content, dental content creators out there, like, and you know, I'm gonna be a little mean. And, I'm, and if you know me, you know, like, I'm a very straightforward kind of person. So I feel like there are people who are trying, but there are a few people who are really mastering it. And so I think that there are people who are currently doing it who could do better, who could be really good. But I think there's people who just don't know how um, they're posing online, but they don't know things like the millennial pause. Or they don't know about that the quality of your video matters or that, you know, social media evolves and the things that were working in 2020 do not work in 2024. So the pointing videos, those don't work in 2024. And so I think that, yes, there are some content creators who I could really be good. I think you need a little bit more guidance and maybe that's why they're not growing, they're staying stagnant. And then I think there's topics that just haven't been captured at all. I think and even for me in a very specific niche, there's not anybody else doing dental Spanish. I welcome anybody else wanting to do dental Spanish. Anybody who wants to do Latina content. Being the only one sometimes is hard because when opportunities come to me, I can't do all the things, right? And it's a lonely space sometimes. Like sometimes I want to be able to relate to, for example, I did a reel and I showed it to my husband. I was like, hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't get it. He doesn't get it because he's not Latino. He doesn't know Spanish. And so I, I wish I had another like Latina content creator friend who could be like, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this would hit with our audiences? But because nobody has the exact same audience I do, it's kind of lonely sometimes. Yeah, I think that there is definitely a lot of areas that 
creators can come into, especially right now. I mean, I feel like that's how I got into it is like I saw a need and I filled it, but there's also so many other needs that are out there that are ready to be filled too. And I think with social media too, there's this huge like misconception that all you have to do is go viral. And like you were saying, you know, viral is different to every creator, depending on how big or small their platform is, but going viral will not like, it's not long-term. It's not the, the long game. You can go viral and that video will be played out in like a couple days and you're not going to see anything come from it. Um, I, I've can like, I've gone viral several times and honestly, that's not even a goal for me. Like at first it was like the first time it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I went viral, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't build a, um, an audience that trusts you and all that stuff. It's kind of just a a quick thing that happens and it comes and goes. So the, the end game is not just to go viral. Um, I feel like you have to be very consistent and you have to show up a lot. Um, you know, when people ask like, oh, how did you start doing it? I started October 2020 and we're in 2024 now. So, you know, by the end of this year, I'll be doing this for four years. And there is a lot of time and effort that I have put into my platforms and not been compensated. I will say the majority of deals I decline and I do not get paid. Like most of everything you see me do on social media, a lot of it and most of it, I'm not, I'm not getting paid to do. So I don't like, yes, you can get paid from social media, but I don't want to give out this impression that like, you're going to instantly make a ton of money off of it. Um, and that one viral video is like enough. Yeah, no. And if we're talking Instagram specifically, Instagram doesn't really pay you for your videos. Like TikTok does up to, to an extent, right? Like TikTok, if you have 10,000 followers and you're in the program, they'll pay you on views on videos that are longer than a minute. Instagram doesn't do that. And for me on TikTok, I don't have hardly any following. So even if I had a viral for me video, it would do nothing. I wouldn't make any money off of it. Uh, I do think like Instagram has, it's easier to get in uh, deals, brand deals on Instagram, but it's a little different. I think if we were, I think if you, with your following, how large are you on TikTok? Uh, I have like eight, 88,000, I think. Yeah. I think for, you likely would be able to get, if you were non-dental, I feel like you would have a ton of like brand deals on TikTok, right? But because we're like so niche down mm-hmm. and the dental industry is so far behind always and in everything. You do have to be kind of those trailblazers. You have to be the one having those conversations, having to set those standards. And sometimes that can be harder. Um, I have been blessed in my dental content creating career that I do make money off of Instagram. I do have regular brand deals. Um, So I'm glad we will share my numbers. I don't know what I'm currently making. I don't know what I made in 2023. I can tell you that in 2022, my first year of content creating, so from 1,000 to 5,000 followers, I made a little bit over $14,000 my first year of content creating. Yeah. But I will also say I am pretty good at business stuff. Um, so it's not just about like creating the content. You also have to know one, like your worth. You have to be willing to have those hard conversations about money. And I have a hard time with that too. Um, one of the things that I always say is like, I go into a deal willing to lose that deal, right? I am not going to, I want to work less and be paid more. And work a ton 
and be paid less. Um, and I also think like with when you're doing content for ads, it is still, that is still work too. So I don't like to do a whole, whole lot of them. Um, but yeah, a lot of it is, it is work. It, content creating is work. And sometimes I get, I get tired, honestly. Sometimes that's why I go on break and why I don't grow is because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you do, you do have to learn negotiation skills and, you know, how to say no and how to not accept every single deal that comes your way. And you have to know your worth, especially in the field of dental content creating. Like Amber said, dentistry is behind in everything. And that includes social media and content creating. There is a lot of um, trails that are just now being put down by the people that are creating the content and setting setting the standard, you know, like if we say there's like an industry standard for certain things, who, who are the people that are setting this, this standard, because it is just now happening right now where we're seeing these very large creators get paid for certain things. So like, we really are starting to be the people that are laying down, you know, the foundation for what it looks like to be a dental professional who is also creating content and working for brands in that way. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest that we have had those initial conversations with these companies who have never even thought about what Instagram looks like, how they can use that for their business, what the ROI or return of investment for them will be if they are, you know, paying me to post on social media. I think some companies are starting to see it. But as a speaker, now as a speaker, I'm starting to get paid more from brand deals than some of my speaking gigs because some people are trying to understand, like, oh, me going to speak to 100 people, that's it. It's just those 100 people and it dies then. Versus me posting on social media, hopefully 20,000 people will see it. Maybe more, maybe less, right? Um, but to your point where you've had viral videos, I have never hit a million views, never. I think I think this year I hit 100,000 views on a video of mine. And so I have never had like something super, super viral, but... I think what's helped me grow is being like consistent, staying true to like my niche, who I am as like a creator, what my page is about, um, making sure that it's, I try to be educational. Uh, that, that is, that is my, always my goal. Um, different pages have different styles, but you know, like there's some funny ones that I follow those cause they, like I get value from that. I think the value that I can bring is my knowledge in public health and in the Latin community. So yeah. Um, if you're, I would say like, if, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to content create, like, don't get discouraged. Like any growth is, is, is yeah. good. Not to, yeah. Like my first year, honestly, I was, I felt, I thought I was killing it. I still think I was killing it my first year. Um, 300 followers per month. Like, yeah, that's that great. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there are times right now, even at 25,000 followers where I won't grow 300 followers a month, right? I've been at 25,000 for, for a good minute here. Um, so you go through your periods. I think you just have to like stay consistent, know that it is work. I would say though, like I would not, um, let it take over or consume my home life. I've had also a lot of things that have happened to me in these past two years where I've, I've been going through IVF and I had a miscarriage in 2022. So during some periods of time, I wasn't posting 2023, I was going through IVF and that wasn't going super successful. My dad had cancer. So there are times where I I just mentally, I wasn't there. I could not do it. And I, I so I, if you're wanting to post, 
Now that it's okay to, to take breaks, right? And come back and that's okay too. And if you're, I wouldn't compare yourself to other people either. Um, like there are people who, I mean, Steph, Steph Butts, um, she and I started kind of similarly and she passed me up and then I was way behind and then I caught up to her and then I passed her up and now she's passing back up, right? And I think those things are so wonderful. I love Steph because, man, that girl works hard. That girl hustles. Um, she's posting every single day. She is consistent. And instead of me, like, I could have been like, oh, she passed me up, you know? No, instead it's that, damn, I know Steph works hard. And I know that I take breaks. <laughs> I know that I don't work yeah. as hard as Steph works. So you have to be you have to be comfortable in who you are and not blame others for your success or lack of success. Yeah, and I think too, like when it comes to follower count too, that that's not the only thing that we look at. You know, it's almost like your hourly rate as a hygienist. So many of us get fixated on that number, like, "Ooh, I want to make sixty dollars an hour," and and you don't look at the bigger picture and all the other things that are included in that. And so with social media, you know, yeah, you can have a large following, but how many? What's your engagement like? How many likes are you getting? How many comments are you getting? Is your audience actually engaged in the content and interested in the content that you're creating? So, you know, a big follower count is great, but it's not always the only thing that matters. And there are brands that are looking to work with micro influencers or whatever the name of it is. But if you only have like, you know, a thousand followers, there is value in that too. So you don't have to look at it as like, oh, I need to be this big, huge creator to um, make like be successful. It's, it's not true. And I think too, like with social media, I starting out, I never thought of it as something like I wanted to make money off of. I didn't look at it that yeah. way. I literally just was like, you know what, what if I can help somebody that, you know, dropped out of college and needs to go to community college? Cause that's their only option. Like, what if I can help that person? And so that was like my initial, you know, mind frame around all of it. And so, you know, now the extra bonus is getting some type of income from it. But I think that if that is your mindset around social media is only making money off of it, I don't think that like long term that's sustainable um, because creating content gets exhausting. It takes mental work. You have to know how to edit. You have to reply to people. It takes a lot of effort and ultimately like that money isn't going to be the only thing that keeps you consistent. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like with the thing with the follower count, you can have, and there are people who have more followers than me and ha don't have as great engagement as me. And there's people who have less followers than me and have better engagement rates than me and have better relationships with their, their community. So it's not just about that follower count. It's also like, yeah, how engaged are they with you? How connected are they with you? Um, like to the point of where like my old platform that I had with my friends, I, at one point that had more followers than me, but not as great of engagement because there wasn't that community, there wasn't that relationship. And so you have to be willing to, to build that. Um, and again, like I agree with your sentiment of don't do it for the money because yeah, if it's for the money, none of us are like living off of social media alone. Okay, let's be for real. Um, it is nice supplemental. It, yeah, it is nice. But, you know, I started off because I teach a course called Caring for Latin Community, and people were asking for dental Spanish resources, and I couldn't find some. And so I was like, well, I can do that. 
I can make some videos with my Mucho Rancho Spanish. Like I can do that. Um, and, and I did. And I, th I guess people found some value in that. Um, yeah, I know. I will say like, it's got me some good opportunities, some nice like experiences, meeting some great people. Like Britt and I connected online, Steph and I connected online. Um, the friendships I've made have been great. Social media can still be scary though. People can be also can be mean online. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I, for the most part, I think I've, I've had a good experience online. Um, people can be mean though. Strangers on the internet can be mean. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like ha I've definitely grown in the sense of learning how to deal with negative comments, negative messages. Um, there's still sometimes when it gets to me and I have to text Amber and say, oh my gosh, look what this person just wrote. I can't believe they would say that. <laughs> I want to go off and I want to comment back. And she says, no, just ignore it. And we, we ignore it and we vent to each other about it. But I think when I initially started off and I didn't have anybody to really talk to about those things, it was really tough. And there was t sometimes where I would just stay up like thinking about a comment. So you do have to build some thick skin. Um, and I will say, especially if a video goes viral if a video goes viral you are definitely opening the door to some very very negative comments and you have to be uh, mentally prepared for that because it can be a lot to deal with uh, but it's part of what comes with putting yourself out there on social media but I think like overall though it's it's definitely given me some life skills even like outside of social media yeah so can we talk about your hate reddit page like somebody made. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we could talk about that. <laughs> like, I mean, that's when you made it, right? Like, there's I, I forgot about that. Hate page on Reddit for brush with Brits. Um, I'll tell you a different story uh, that you don't know about. I haven't told you. Um, I was at a wedding, and it was a dentist wedding. Okay, and um, like, it was my husband's dental school classmates, and my husband's a dentist. And somebody mentioned brush with Brit. Like, oh yeah, that that brush with Brit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what about that brush with Brit? And so <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, she's my friend. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, Brit's my friend. Um, but I was like, dang, you know what? Brit met it, made it. Because if some random dentist in nowhere, Wisconsin, knows brush with Brit. You know, like there's something to be said about that, right? I don't know. I, and my husband's like, oh, like how did our friend know? And I love, I love our dentist friend too, right? Um, but yeah, something to be said like about like people will know you without you knowing them. And that sometimes is kind of strange. Um, I have been in situations where people will come up to me and I don't know their face. I don't remember them. Really embarrassing situation. I was out and somebody came up to me. She had beautiful teeth. And she's like, Amber, I just wanted to say hi. And so I was like, does this person know me from online and like social media? Does this person know me in real life? And I was like, I'm like, so sorry. Um, I, I like, I, where do I know you from? And she's like, oh, I'm um, married to Ty. And I'm like, Ty. Like my little hygiene classmate, Ty. I was like, dang, I thought he was gay. And I was like, really? I was like, Ty? She's like, yeah, Ty. And then I was like, I I, I don't know. So she's like, Lon Wynn? 
like my husband she's like yeah she's like i married to that i'm like that is this shit i'm like that it was like my husband's cousin it was my husband's cousin's <laughs> it wasn't even the person online like oh, oh my gosh was, but you were thinking was, you were thinking it was i was thinking it was a person online because i couldn't recognize her face just because i'm bad with faces it. but it wasn't i did not know she wasn't from online it was got just it. me <laughs> like being more famous than i actually am is what's happening. well you know like it, uh, it definitely does create some interesting situations because you know your audience and the people that follow you they have their own perception of you yeah and for sure what we what we put on social media is not everything and I've had you know I've had comments made like oh so who you are on social media like that that's like more of like an like an act like a character that you create and I'm like mm, I don't know what you're talking about like what do you mean and they were just like I guess I was more like I don't know, I guess, um, more shy or quiet in person than they expected me to be. I just didn't meet their perception, you know, the way that they, they thought I was going to be. And so I've had that kind of stuff happen to me, which is fine. You can't, you can't totally know who somebody is just based off of social media, but that is something that comes with being a creator. Yeah. So I agree. Like, I think when I'm comfortable, I'm like talkative, like with you, I'm, I'm talkative and outspoken. When I get in front of people, I get super like socially awkward and like, I don't know what to say. Um, and then also like when I'm going online, I am not that I'm putting out a persona, but you are in a sense creating and acting and being more like, yeah, entertaining or entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not always, I'm not always like like that right like I'm not gonna emo amber does not belong online so I'm not gonna put emo amber online but am I sometimes emo yeah I am sometimes emo right <laughs> like it's there we're not just the person we put online but I'm not gonna when I'm creating content I want to put content out that there is entertaining that it's uplifting that is so yeah it, it I can I I can definitely sense that I am kind of weird in person I'm like oh, be better amber <laughs> be better um, be better about it yeah <laughs> yeah I just get weird because I don't know like I guess it's my own like issue with my mind I feel like people are have this expectation of me and then I'm like am I gonna meet their expectations and then I get nervous and then I don't know what to say and so it's it's hard um but what a privileged thing to complain about right like <laughs> on the road like what like oh people know you and so you're complaining about that like Wow, it must real, be girl. so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, for real, for real, must be so hard. Um, no, I, I mean, honestly, social media has been a great blessing. I get to, I get to educate. I've gotten lots of uh, opportunities. I've been invited to like speak because of my social media presence. I've done things like hosting booths at conferences and getting my like conferences paid for. Right? So not like actual money, but I've gotten like, oh, I get to go and meet more people because somebody wants me to like be at their booth, and then like. Yeah, making more friends and I I learned a lot online from people. Um, and so I hope that I bring value to people too. Um, I'm going to be on like I just did a media interview. Yeah, there's some there's been some good things. Yeah, and I think too, like one of the things I want to highlight is that we are able to make a bigger impact on our patients' lives. And also if we're able to teach another provider something, then we are a or 
you know, teach, if you're able to teach another hygienist a certain skill or a tip or something that will translate to patient care. And ultimately you're able to improve patients' lives by teaching other providers, which I think is an amazing thing to be able to do through social media. So I just feel like I see so many nurses, I see so many nursing pages and that's where I'm just like, I, I want to see that for dental hygiene and prevention. Yes. And also like part of it too, is, you know, we're in, when we're in hygiene school, they talk about all these different things that you can do outside of the operatory in a dental office. And a lot of the things that you can do outside of an operatory are still being created. And part of that comes with creating a network of people. And you can do that through social media and be able to learn more from all the different people you're connecting with so that you can build those opportunities that are outside of general practice. That's one of the biggest things that I learned. You know, when I was in school, they say like, oh yeah, you can get into public health, but how? Like yeah. who, who's going to teach me how to do that? Well, now I, you know, I have Amber who has taught me so much about it and you can do that for all the different things like speaking and that's the part about social media that I really want hygienists to really see that you can take full advantage of the opportunities that we have available to us through using content creating um, so that you can basically broaden your horizons and, and do more outside of general practice if you want. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I created a page for general professionals instead of, you know, for community members, because I felt like I could reach more people. I'm like if I can, like, do I talk to my patients in Spanish? Yes. But if I could teach a dental professional some basic Spanish and that could improve the experience that a Spanish speaking person, a Latin person has at the dental setting, like I feel like I've made a bigger impact. Ultimately, that's my goal. Like I, if I could reach more dental professionals who are then reaching their patients in my community, then I'm making a bigger impact. And ultimately that's why, that's what I do, right? I do public health dentistry. I love the Latin community. You know, I hate the disparities that we face, the lack of education that we have. And so it's a way of me doing, I feel like a way of me doing community service because no, from the majority of my videos, I am not getting paid. I, for the ads that I am doing, I charge a lot. And so I make a significant amount of money from charging a lot, but my education videos, my Spanish videos, I'm not getting paid. It's because I want to educate people how to better care for my people so that they don't have the same experiences that I had growing up or like my parents had growing up or so that other people don't have to lose their teeth like I had to lose my teeth or because you know I didn't go to the dentist because I didn't know that there was nonprofit clinics like I didn't know there were resources available to me that I didn't know about and dental professionals didn't know to tell me about them and so yeah I feel like in a way it's preventing these issues from happening I agree that I love how nurses have really uplifted themselves and made a voice for themselves. And if you think of nurses, you like frontline workers, right? And you think like, man, nurses, they're so exceptional. Nurses have the same education as we do. And yet we're not seen as like, as high standard as them. I feel like, but they have advocated so hard for themselves online, outside online. There are some nurses that I follow and I'm like, I'm not even... I don't even need this kind of content, but um, I'm, I'm watching them because they're super educational and they're doing big things and getting on the news. And it's not just one, it's hundreds of them. I, I agree. I wish there was more of that. Like we talk about uplifting our profession. This is a great and easy and accessible way to uplift the profession. Yeah, I think that those are all great points. And that's exactly why I think 
this is the perfect opportunity for us to share what we have coming for the audience who is listening. Uh, Amber and I have a big announcement. Drum roll. I'll let Amber do it. Amber, why don't you tell everybody what we have coming? <laughs> I was like going to ASMR this, but I don't think my mic does that. Um, yeah. Brush with Brain. Amber creating a dental content creating course so that we can guide you in your content creating journey. If it's, you know, if you have a page that you've already started and you feel like, hey, maybe I'm not growing like I would like to, I need some tips, like how did Amber and Britt do it? We're going to provide that all the course. We're talking about monetization because that's important. We're going to talk about the like very basic things like branding and um, how to come up with ideas, like how to like what things that even the little things that you need to do to be able to reach where we are at. Um, we're super excited to share our knowledge, but you can be somebody who's just starting. You can be somebody who has a platform and you just want to, hey, maybe like give yourself a little nudge. Um, or you could be an expert in standard course too. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're super excited. We want more people at the top where Brit is. I don't like to say quite quite where Brit is, but yes, you are. You know, <laughs> Brit is Brit is our number one, right? Like that's who we all look up to. Um, let's be for real. Like Brit is the dental hygiene content creator. Um, and we love that. We love that for us. We also like want, we also want more people too, though. Right? Yes, we definitely um, want, that's the goal. We want more hygienists, more dental professionals, creating content, spreading awareness, oral systemic health, medical dental integration, all of those things. So that is why the Latina RDH and Brush with Brit are coming together to create a course for you so that you can advance your profession through content creating. And I think it's a great thing. So all of that information will be linked in the description of this episode. And then Amber, if you can also share with the audience where they can find you, which I'm sure they already know, but um, just in case you can plug your Instagram and TikTok and whatever platforms you want to share. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at the Latina RDH. I am also on TikTok. I don't post as much on there, but I'm same handle. Um, if you want to email me, you can email me at amlovatos, L-O-V-A-T-O-S at gmail.com. I am not the best at responding to emails, so um, you might have to email me a few times before I respond. So best bet is honestly, it's Instagram. Find me on Instagram. Instagram. All right, perfect. And then I will also list all of that information in the description box of this episode. And we hope to see you at our on-demand course, which will hopefully be coming out soon. But yeah, we're, we're working on creating that uh, today, actually. So more information on that to come. And thank you for listening. This is the Brush with Brit podcast. Thank you.